0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: A second, a reminder that if you like what you're hearing, make sure you are subscribed to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. I asked you this on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah. If you were talking about compelling ball players, And I said, okay, what makes a ball player compelling? Yes. Because, and I, by the way, it's a, it's a very, I don't want to say tongue in cheek, but This is not meant to be leading you to water type of question. It's genuine. Like let's think about it for a minute because while I think we've already mentioned the names Muncie and Bellinger two times each in the first 12 minutes of our conversation, um, both of them are horrible. They stink. Horrible baseball players right now. And Bellinger for a long, long period. So if I came back with your Bellinger and Muncie and I told you, well, how about Mike Yastrzemski and Luis Gonzalez? Who's more compelling because these two guys at similar positions are way, way better, more productive baseball yeah. players this year. And Farhan made this point to us. He goes, I try to make these moves without the name. I write I wipe out the name. I look at the numbers. I look at the production and that's what I'm going for. So how do you answer that? What well, makes a ball player compelling?
2: Uh, Well, there's there's a presence or an aura about a player when he steps into the batter's box, for example. When I watched Pablo Sandoval for the very first time, I was like, I'm all in on this. I don't know what this is. I'm all in. The way he'd hit his, you know, bat on his toe and get into the batter's box, he'd be banging the bat on the helmet. There's pine tar everywhere. The look of the ball player. I was like, okay, there's something there. And then there's obviously style of play. Like, for example, 2019, Mike Yastrzemski, he won me over. I go, this is an all-around ball player. He plays the game the right way. He runs hard. He could spray to all fields." He can hit with two strikes. Like that's another element. And then there's obviously the intrigue factor. Someone like Tim Lincecum, he doesn't look like anyone I'm accustomed to seeing. He delivers the ball in a way I've never seen before. Right. I look at someone like Tyro Estrada and I, I wanted to come back with you and say, you know what, now that I think about it, Tyro Estrada is a compelling player, but it feels dumb to say that out loud. You know why? Because we are conditioned as fans now of baseball. Well, he's not 21. He's not 23. How can he be compelling? He's just a journeyman. And I think I fall victim to age discrimination nine times out of 10 on these farhan horn-like finds. Luis Gonzalez right now. If Luis Gonzalez came up in 1992, you know how excited Giants fans would be? But because it's 2022 and he's not 21 or 20 like Juan Soto, I feel like we discriminate against the age on the back of the card. Am I wrong?
1: No, you're not at all. Um, But I just I like at a certain point and I get accused sometimes of, uh, you know, sort of accusing the fans of things instead of accusing the teams of things. But there are certain things I find where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We have to check ourselves for a moment because doesn't it feel like, and I we've sort of touched on this yeah. already this year. Doesn't it feel like the Giants struggle to hit sometimes? Yes. Okay. feels like they struggle to hit. And I'm not saying that they don't, but you know where I'm going. I do. And we say this every couple of weeks to remind people, you're barking at a team that supposedly doesn't spend and therefore doesn't score. Well, the team that's three games ahead of you, not the Dodgers, the Padres, oh, they've got some contracts and they've got some flair and, and and they've got some name recognition. And they also have 24 fewer runs this year than the San Francisco Giants. And in That's fact, nuts. there are three total teams in the Bigs who have scored more runs than the Giants, Dodgers, Yankees, Mets. That's it. So I just want to continue to check ourselves because there's something that has happened this year in the wake of 107 wins that has made us bored with 33 and 26, and and a team that's the fourth highest run scoring team in baseball. So we ask, what's compelling? Like, I I, I mean, winning, scoring. I would I I would have thought that
2: those were the answers, but somehow so far. It's not, you know, what's interesting. I was thinking long and hard about this conversation that we were having yesterday. And I said to myself, I think it's the years and years and years pre Farhan of seeing the Dan Ortmeyers, the Lance Negroes, the Mac Williamson's, these 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 year old guys come up and me being conditioned to believing That guy's a 4A player. He's not good enough for the bigs. And what I have not reconditioned myself, which I should, I'm guilty of this, is that, no, 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 no. Just because the guy bounced around, why can't he be the next Jeff Kent? Because that's what Jeff Kent was. Jeff Kent was a nobody before the Giants swooped him up. And then he ended up obviously batting behind Barry Bonds and having unbelievable success. Now, look, being Jeff Kent, you're talking about a unicorn. But my point is, like, there's a happy medium here where you could still be a really good ball player. Like a Justin Turner was the last couple of years or what Max Muncie was a couple of years ago. But I really truly believe the years of the Mac Williamson types, and I'm not trying to crush him. I think it's conditioned me to believe it's all fool's gold.
3: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know, I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best, the power of their data Sabi, another
1: boston-based championship team well i uh, listen i mean you're, you're spot on because um you know who who once upon a time was mike yastrzemski and luis gonzalez <laughs> max muncie and justin turner yeah and so i sit here and i go what why are they compelling is it beards is it yelling at madison bumgarner what is it that makes those guys compelling because they were journeymen they were forgotten uh they were whatever's at, at one time too. And uh, and now they're two of the favorite Dodgers out there uh, with, with, with a very, very big fan base. So now with that said, now I want to flip it to the other side. Yeah. And here's where I will admit that those who say, gosh, this isn't good enough, this Giants lineup, despite all the numbers, mm. here's where they have a point. And even though it's a small sample and I don't like that, I, I do have to say... Big-time players seem to, and I'd have to check the numbers, actually, but it seems like when it gets to playoff baseball, they have a bigger chance to make an imprint on a series. And again, tie game, game five, the series could not have been more even, but Captain 181 all year ended up getting the hit that pushed the Dodgers past the Giants. And so that's my one question left. Next time we have Farhan on. No, it's a
0: good question. next question
1: question would be, all right, you've got these guys who you've been able to find. Yeah. Pull them off of the whatever heap and you turn them into incredibly productive baseball players. But do those players have a lesser chance in an eighth or ninth inning at bat against Max Scherzer than – a Mookie bets. Yeah. Even, you know, even though yeah, Trey Darren rough Ruff, Darren Ruff's numbers yeah. might've been equal to Mookie bets if spread out all year last year. And Darren Ruff had a good series. Yeah. But is there something to be said for that? That is a
2: question I still have. No, it's, I think it's a super fair question. The one thing that I've noticed for me and I'm different from other people. Do I love a guy who's a power hitter, a Manny Ramirez? Of course I do. I and mean, who, who doesn't love a traditional slugger an Albert Pujols, who can't run the bases, <laughs> but, I absolutely fall in love with guys who can run. There's just something about athleticism. And that's the one area when I look at the giants, the last 30 years or so, they have been one of the least athletic teams in baseball traditionally. And that part drives me nuts. When all I heard from my dad growing up is that Willie Mays could run and Willie Mays is a five tool player. And when Barry first got here, he could run. And that's yep. what really endeared me to him. And so I just, I do want some athleticism on this team at some point. That's the only, like, if I'm being, take a step back. I I love the Luis Gonzalez thing. He can run a little bit, but like, God, can I just get somebody who can run a little?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great observation. Cause even when Bellinger is playing, like, he can can still chop a ball down the the base and beat it out. You know what I mean? And and obviously bets very athletic, Chris Taylor, very athletic. All of that, I get it uh, for sure. Okay, um, we do need to address one other thing, Giants-Dodgers oh, related. Geez. We also need to celebrate the great Matt Cain. Um, I'm surprised the Giants, although actually I guess they did. Matt Kane goes out there and, uh, and throws out the first pitch. And wouldn't you know it, Radon goes out and, and throws up seven zeroes and here we are, it's only two nothing, you know, in the ninth inning. And I'm thinking that's just a perfect way to celebrate Matt Kane. So we'll do that in a second.